Welcome to the Florida Divorce Podcast, your source for the information you need to successfully get through your divorce and into the next exciting chapter of life. Now, here's your host, Attorney Scott Kalish. Hey everyone, my name is Scott Kalish. I am a divorce and family law attorney in South Florida. I first want to say thank you so much for listening to episode one of our firm's podcast. I know that if you're listening, you're going to get a ton of value and you're going to have a much better understanding of divorce in Florida and how it works. The first episode today, I wanted to discuss um, alimony and I want to answer the question, will you have to pay alimony in your divorce case? Will you have to pay your spouse alimony? That's not an easy question to answer. Obviously, every case is different. There is no one answer for every single case. It's case specific and it's going to vary based upon your individual facts of your case. So with that, let's break down alimony so you can gauge your own situation and determine if you have some exposure to pay alimony. So let's go through it. So the first thing that you really have to keep in mind is that before someone can get even a dollar of alimony paid to them, they have to prove two things, right? They have to prove, number one, they have a need for alimony, and number two, the other person has an ability to pay alimony, right? So those two things have to be true. There's got to be a need, and there's also got to be an ability to pay. So let's break those two things down, and because they're, they're, they're what's called terms of art, right, under the law. So they have a special meaning to them, right? So let's first talk about need. What does it mean when someone has a need for alimony? Well, When we're talking about need, we're talking about can this person work and support themselves independently, right? A court's going to look at their earning ability, their age, their health, their education. So a court's going to look at those factors and they're going to decide, right, can this person, you know, support themselves? Can they go out and get a job or do they have a job that's paying enough so that they can pay the bills every month, right? Obviously, need, right, is not created equal for everybody across society. One person may be able to pay all of their bills with, let's say, $4,000, and another person could only pay a fraction of their bills for $4,000. So standard of living during the marriage is going to play a role here, right? It's, It's a pretty big factor when we're talking about need. You know, I'm sure you can envision one person living in a basic apartment and what their need would be compared to someone that was renting you know, a multi-million dollar house on the intercoastal and then imagining what that need is every month, right? So depending upon the standard of living, um, need is going to fluctuate a bit, right? But just know that someone's earning potential, their age, their health, their education, those things are going to play a huge factor in determining what their need is because need will only come after what they can earn individually, right? So that's important to keep in mind. You might have a question, right? Or you might be thinking, well, how can I prove that someone could work, right? How can I prove that someone doesn't need assistance and that they're perfectly capable of going out and getting a job? Well, a judge can look at, you know, a track record of past work and take a look at what this person did before they stopped working or before they change jobs maybe. Maybe now the person is is working in a job that is paying much less than they were making before. So, you know, a court can look at 
when this person was making more money right in the past. If they're not working or if they're underemployed, you can also hire what's called a vocational expert. So a vocational expert is basically someone that you could hire to help prove that, you know, your spouse is either underemployed, right? Not making as much as he or she can make or, you know, intentionally unemployed, meaning, hey, listen, they're choosing not to work if they want to work here are all these jobs out there that they can get, right? So a vocational expert is basically going to come in, they're going to, you know, analyze the situation, they're going to interview your spouse, and then they're going to scan and research all of the available jobs out there that they can be matched with based upon their qualifications and based upon what they learn in the interview and from you and and from what you tell them, right? So a vocational expert really can come in handy if you have a spouse that is asking for alimony and they're only because, right, they're underemployed or they're voluntarily unemployed. So that's where a vocational expert can come in handy and prove that, you know, this person does not have a need. So therefore, you don't have to pay alimony. So that's need. Let's talk about an ability to pay. Ability to pay is pretty, you know, standard. It's pretty basic. It's, it, it is what it sounds like um, it is. So ability to pay is basically, hey, you know, the paying spouse, can they pay their bills, right? And can they also pay the receiving spouse alimony, right? And in proportion to their need, because remember, you only have to pay the need. You don't have to pay anything extra, right? There is no savings component to alimony. That's important to keep in mind. Something else about ability to pay, a judge can only look to your net income, not your gross income, when deciding um, alimony. So that's important. If they award alimony in excess of your ability to pay, that's like automatic error and that decision can be reversed. So that's something to keep in mind that it's got to be something that is within your ability to pay. So keep in mind, both things, both need and ability to pay have to be proven before we can even get into how much and for how long. If one of those things are not true, then there is no alimony, not even a dollar. So so that's just really, really important to keep in mind. So let's assume that, that you got over those two hurdles and that after analyzing need and ability to pay, you think that you might have some exposure or you might have some liability to paying alimony. So let, let's talk about how long. So how long really depends upon the length of the marriage. There are a few different types of alimony under Florida law. And depending upon the length of the marriage, alimony may fit into either one of those, right? So let's sort of go through them and you'll get a better sense of how long you may have to pay alimony for, right? So let's start at the bottom and let's talk about some short-term alimony categories, right? Let's talk about bridge the gap alimony. That's a type of alimony we have under Florida law. Basically, there's a two-year cap on bridge the gap alimony. You can't get it for longer than two years. Um, essentially, it's for transitioning one spouse to like a um, a more a lesser standard of living, right, than they enjoyed during the marriage. So it's just a, a time where they can adjust, you know, their lifestyle, get into a smaller place, reduce the bills, things like that. So that's what bridge the gap it, uh, alimony is. It's not really common, but it's it's something that judges have at their disposal if they think it fits. Rehabilitative alimony, right? That's something that a court can award. That's really 
appropriate when there is like schooling or a spouse has to get a license to get employed and to get a particular job where they can get into and and then you know meet their need and, and and not have the need for alimony anymore. So it's for a certain period of time, relatively short period of time, where you know a spouse can either go get a license or like a business license, like a nursing license, something like that, or finish school or complete like a short you know, schooling program so that they can um, you know get the skills and knowledge necessary to get into you know a higher paying job. Courts will award rehabilitative alimony in those situations. So the next type of alimony that you should be aware of is durational alimony. That's really just alimony for a set period of time. The thing to remember about durational alimony is it can't be longer than the marriage itself, right? So that's a key limitation there. Permanent alimony, right? That's the thing that most people are afraid of, paying permanent alimony, you know, for the rest of your working life, let's say, or the rest of your life in some cases, you know, even because some people at the end of work, they have uh, retirement income. So permanent alimony is a very real thing. Permanent alimony, though, is really reserved for marriages longer than 17 years, which are considered long-term marriages under Florida law. If you've been married for longer than 17 years, there's actually a presumption that permanent alimony is the right type of alimony if an alimony is appropriate, right? So again, if you've been married for longer than 17 years, you know, which is known as a long-term marriage, permanent alimony is a very real thing. If it's lesser than 17 years, right? If it's like a moderate term marriage, which is a marriage between seven and 17 years, that's kind of like the gray area where there is no presumption. But, you know, I think it's a rare occurrence for a judge to award permanent alimony for something that is less than 17 years. I mean, there are probably some that end up getting permanent alimony around the, you know, 15, 16 year mark, depending upon the health and the um, education of the parties. But just know that if you're in that sort of middle area, seven to 17 years, there is no presumption anymore. After 17 years, there is a presumption. Keep that in mind. If you're I should mention in a short-term marriage, which is a marriage from one day, let's say, to seven years, there's actually a presumption against permanent alimony, right? And only in the most extreme and unusual cases will a judge order permanent alimony for a mar- after a marriage of only seven years. That is extremely, extremely rare, so almost almost never happens. So keep that in mind. So the length of the marriage really, really, really drives, you know, the length of any potential alimony award, right? And depending upon the length, your marriage might fit into different categories of alimony under Florida law. So so that really dictates and drives the length of, of any potential alimony award. So let's shift gears and talk about how much alimony you may have to pay, right? So the biggest thing to keep in mind here is that it really depends upon the need and what that number is, right? A judge is going to look at the person asking for alimony and they're going to look at their finances or the judge is going to look at this person's finances and and also look back at what the standard of living was during the marriage and attempt to assign a need. Just keep in mind that there is no savings component, right? So if this person during the marriage saved $2,000 a month, that's no longer a thing. That's not going to be um, ordered, right? So need is 
what they have to pay to sustain themselves. And if the person that's paying this alimony, right, if, if they have the ability to pay a higher amount to maintain the standard of living, then that's certainly a possibility. A judge can absolutely award a higher amount of alimony so that this person receiving it is able to maintain, you know, their standard of living somewhat. Now, the length of the marriage is going to come into play there, but just keep that in mind that as long as this person has the ability to pay this other person's need, it's certainly a possibility here. So that's really alimony in a nutshell. Um, if you like this podcast, please give it a five-star review. If you have a question, feel free, please, to ask it. And if you give me permission, I will answer it on an upcoming podcast. You can ask questions by emailing me. Email me at scott at kjlawfla.com. Again, scott at kjlawfla.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Florida Divorce Podcast. To learn the 10 secrets behind every successful divorce, visit floridadivorcepodcast.com. If you'd like Scott's help in your divorce case, go to kjlawfla.com. Thank you.